Welcome to the Cooler Conversations podcast, the audio culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're not so new, welcome back. And if I'm welcoming you back, please be sure to leave a review. Hit us up on the social media pages. Let me know what you think about the show. Today, we have a very special Mother's Day themed podcast episode. What that might entail, what you're asking. Uh, I'm going to interview my mom. You know, a lot of podcasters don't do that. I want to talk to my mom today. Before we jump into that, uh, this part of the episode, I'd like to take a moment and thank and talk about a few of our local sponsors. First and foremost, I'd like to thank uh, Cardinal Chiropractic and Sports Recovery for sponsoring this podcast. Dr. Andy specializes in helping runners, CrossFitters, and anyone else who loves a fitness lifestyle feel better, move better, and have more energy. He's actually helped a few of my close friends with some of their aches and pains as well. And listeners of the podcast get a 15% off a dry needling package if they mention this podcast by name so again so if you're going to walk in there if you're in the burlington area if you're in the alamance county area you're going to go over and look up cardinal chiropractic and sports recovery if you walk in there you mention the podcast by name you get 15 percent off a dry needling package if you're not in the area if you're listening abroad or if you're just you know want to know more you know you might want to check out their instagram it's at cardinal cairo sports on the facebook it's the same thing cardinal cairo sports and the website where you're going to get a whole ton of information on health wellness it'd be cardinal sports.com again that is a 15 percent off a dry needling package when you mention this podcast by name our second sponsor of the day big shout out to alamance Cafe works thank you guys for sponsoring the podcast AKW is all about connecting through coffee, offering coffees from all the major producing regions to making local connections. AKW wants you to enjoy coffee with other people. What makes AKW and their retail shop, Converge Coffee Shop, unique is that they do three things well. They roast their own coffee, value creativity in creating amazing seasonal offerings while staying true to the coffee, and building relationships with people and local businesses. And add an added bonus Listeners of this podcast will receive 25% off their purchase at checkout when they use promo code COOLER, that is C-O-O-L-E-R, on their website, akwcoffee.com. Again, that is a 25% off whatever your purchase is, whether it be some merchandise, whether it be some coffee, preferably you might want to get some coffee, especially if you're listening to this podcast. So again, that's 25% off. Use promo code COOLER at checkout. Thank you to both of our sponsors. Links to both of them will be in the description. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Um, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. How, how do you feel about being on the, the pod today? I'm a little nervous. What, what does Mother's Day mean to you? Well, first of all, this is Tina Smiley. <laughs> this is my mom. I've had, I've had dad on. I've had your parents on. Yes. I've had my brothers on. Yes. I've had... You've had your girlfriend on. I've had my girlfriend on. I've had everyone in your world around you, and I've just skipped over you. You've even had your cousins on. I know. I'm the last... Um, I guess I'm the last resort. I don't know. That's, we need content. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to save you for Mother's Day. One, because you... I'm pretty sure you hate Mother's Day. I don't hate it. Why would you say that? You... It's never been like a big holiday in our household, right? Like, I don't think you think of yourself as a mom. Every day is Mother's Day. Just like every oh. day is every every day is Mother's Day. Every day is Father's Day. You know. So what? Let's talk about this. Why? Why do you have an animosity for Mother's Day? I don't. I don't have an animosity towards it. I just, you know. What does it mean for you? So like. When people are when people are online and they're like, "This is my mom, she's been my rock, she's been this, blah blah blah," like, how do you take that? Do you get upset because you're like, your boys don't post that shit, or no, no? I, actually, I do get a little. There's a little bit of you know jealousy sometimes because I I've ever since I you know 21 I moved out and I've been away from my mom, so I I've never in my adult years i've not been able to do those quality things you know mom and daughter things i mean okay my mom and i we didn't we kind of clashed i guess when i was growing up and then i couldn't wait to move out so i did early um and you know you have all these all these young young girls and even you know women my age that oh you know my mom and i we get to you know, you do manicures, get your hair done, go shopping, do this, you know, raise the kids together and all this kind of stuff. I never had that. So Mother's Day for you is less about you as a mom 
you look at it more as the daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Interesting. And I, and I, I, I'm still the daughter and it's just like, you know, I got to make sure. To, should we call grandma right now? Yeah. yeah she a waste be, of a podcast. She <laughs> should be getting her package. I mailed her something out the other day, so she should be getting it in the mail today. So okay. I, so yeah, that's so. interesting. So you you really don't even it doesn't even like register for you. Well, I guess it registers, but it's not like even like yeah, I mean, you don't care about it. Well, I mean, I, the only the only thing in caveat because you guys were were asking, um, just I I, I don't want to have to plan a meal Sunday. It's like if I swear to God, it was like what's for dinner? No. First no, of no. all, we have tried <laughs> to make you food, and you're no you don't allow it. Because I have to clean up the mess we, in my that kitchen. That is a lie. We <laughs> offer to clean, and just like everything else, it's not good enough. You guys, you guys have grown up with me, and you know. And I, I'm, I'm so tired of that excuse. It's just like, you know, you know how I like things, and whatever. But no, no, I, I get it. If, if, you, if we go out to dinner, obviously it'll be way too busy because everybody is taking her mom out to you know, dinner or lunch, whatever. So what would be your ideal mother's day? Let's, let's, let's play this. You can play the role of the daughter and the mother. What would be your ideal mother's day? Uh, that my mom and I and our families, you know, would be together on mother's day. I celebrate it with my mom and she celebrates it with me. I mean, that's the way I, I'm trying to remember growing up. Honestly, it sounds terrible. I don't even remember mother's day as a kid, what we would do for my mom, I guess there was always, I guess a grandparent that came over cause we were always, mm-hmm. we were always doing something for my mom or Nana and then my mom. So that's the thing. It was always grandparents and my parents. So I wonder when, if, and when one of us has kids, you'll then be the matriarchal. I guess so. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, you, will you then feel like mother's day is yours then? Yeah, maybe I guess. God, that's gonna be so sad because then it means goodbye, Grandma. You've been replaced. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I want to talk a little bit about Mother's Day, which is honestly this is why I think it's so funny because when when we first started the podcast, you went, we were talking about you getting on, and I was like, "It's gonna be Mother's Day stuff," and you were like, "I don't want to talk about Mother's things." But here's what's interesting: is you don't want to talk about this stuff, but you've been a a stay-at-home mom for 20 plus odd years it's been a huge part of your lifespan Mm -hmm. like you want to talk about like careers and where everyone puts their their amount of time and that's a significant amount of time in the role that you've played as the matriarchal uh, head of our house so why don't you want to talk about that i don't i don't want to talk about it it's just i guess um it's one of those things, I guess I still, um, you had asked me the other day, uh, you know, uh, I sometimes feel self-conscious, you know, um, when I tell people I'm a stay-at-home mom or was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I guess in today's day and age, and even, you know, like I said, when I was a young mom, it was always work, you know, people were working. I grew mm-hmm. up in my, girls I went to high school with, I most of them got careers, you know. I mean, outside of some part-time jobs here and there, I have always been a stay-at-home mom, and I guess I feel kind of less. You know, there's a part of me that wishes I would have done something yeah. more than just stay-at-home mom, but I also realize that that I would have given up, you know, being able to, you know, be here for, you know, you and your brothers Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no, uh, nothing against your dad. Your dad's always been a, you know, a great, he's always had a great job, been a great provider, but it was always me with you kids. Yeah. Um, so I would take you grocery shopping. I would take you to the errands and, you know, the doctor's appointments and, and all that stuff. So I, I didn't have to call. I mean, he, I was away from my my parents, and we lived in Ohio, and we were with you know your your papa and your and your grandma and your aunt Tammy, um, and and some relatives and stuff. But I, I felt like I I didn't want to be a burden to any of them, so I just sucked it up and and did things basically on my own. I mean, there was there were plenty of times where they'd help out, mm-hmm. but I didn't rely on them. You know, yeah. and I guess that's one of the things too. I, I wonder if, if I was near my, my parents, 
I wonder if, you know, would I have abused that relationship? Like, oh, mom, you know, can you watch the kids for me while I do this? Or, oh, mom, you know. Because that, that's what happens, you know. It's like the, the grandparents become almost like second parents to, a, a you know, a lot of kids. But I just wonder, I never had that opportunity, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to over. You know, abuse like Papa and your aunt Tammy. I mean, of course, you know they were working too, so I really didn't have a choice. It's interesting you say that talking about uh, abusing the other things. Uh, is that a fear that you get from us? Do you feel because we're so close knit and we are close proximity to each other, no. we would end up abusing you guys? And not abusing, but as in like uh, using you when we obviously can do it ourselves. Um, I don't know so much. I mean, you guys are all pretty independent. Um, you know, uh, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess well time time will tell. But I guess that's where you know, like I said, I I just don't see. I hope not. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to be involved. I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, the the grandparent that, you know, maybe kids, ne- you know, your grandkids never see. It's like, oh, yeah, grandma and grandpa. You know, when was the last time we saw them? Like months ago. Unfortunately, yeah. you don't have a really relationship with your grandparents. Is They're, you know, out of town. So. Don't say that. I mean, you of course, <laughs> of course you have a relationship, but I'm just saying but they've, they've not – they didn't go to your, you know, ball games and high school, you know, things, uh, activities because they weren't around. We weren't around them. I mean, guys were states away. Yeah, absolutely. So then let's let's talk about this stay at home mom thing because um, obviously we know that you have felt self conscious about that, and I'm not, this isn't meant to be like a psychological breakdown of <laughs> Tina Smiley, but um, let's see. You became a mom in 1992. That's when I was born. Yes. When was there a pair? Did you ever notice like a social uh, paradigm shift where like stay at home moms were looked at le- not less than, but they were because it was always like the working mom became the the pop culture symbol of strength, like being the working mom and being a stay at home. This is not. I don't want this to turn into like a giant like who's better at what no, scenario. But for your sake, was there a something you noticed culturally where you were like, oh, why, why is this, why do I feel this way? Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's, I don't, I can't pinpoint a certain time, but I mean, like, yeah, I became a mom early. You know, I, I married your father. I was 21. Um, you know, a little over a year later, you know, you, you came along, um, so I was I was a young mom, mm-hmm. um, and I was okay with that because my mom was a, pretty much a stay at home mom. She had her own business, she had a photography, but she was always there. Yeah, you know there were times where you know your grandpa, um, if you remember the podcast you did with them. I mean he he had several jobs early on, and he was, you know, he was always working, and my mom did what she could with us kids, so I, I grew up with my mom always being there. She, there was even a time where she, she uh, volunteered at the school, elementary school that we went to, and it was just like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, even I, I think there was like a, one of the high schools we went to, too, and it was like, couldn't get away from my mom. She was always there, um, so when I became a mom, it was just like, that was, you know, my role. Uh, I have to be here for you guys because, again, I didn't have anybody else that I could pawn you off on. It's like, yeah. so your dad was busy at work. and Was it hard to give up your job because you were a bank teller? Um, well, I worked, yeah. I was obviously, I, I had a full-time job before I got married and, of course, you know, um, left Pennsylvania and um, finally got a job. Um, right before I found out I was pregnant with you, um, and actually I didn't really like that job very much because my boss was, even though she was a woman, she was not very understanding when I had, uh, started, got, I started getting sick <laughs> with the morning sickness that turned into afternoon sickness. And I think the, I, I think what did it, did me in was one afternoon. I, uh, cause I was only working there for a couple months, maybe four or five months. 
And uh, one afternoon I went home for lunch and uh, I took a nap because I wasn't feeling well. And I was like, oh, crap, you know, I, I overslept. So by the time I got back, she was mad as heck. And she was like, you know, she reamed me out. And she was pregnant too, which I thought that, you know, she'd of all people have, you know, some sympathy on me. But she did not. So I realized that, you know, getting sick in between customers really wasn't a, uh, you know, a good thing when I was working. So I decided to quit. But of course, that's a funny story too because I didn't tell your dad that I quit, you know. In fact, I don't know. I think I, I didn't even um, – at, at that time – because I was, I was, uh, I just found out, I guess, I was pregnant. And I, I think I, I quit my job and told your dad that I was pregnant at that time. And I think he just, like, was like, what? <laughs> you <laughs> so, do, like, a good news, bad yeah, news yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, Shoes. So, anyway. Um, but I forget what the question was. Well, was we are just talking about the trans, was it hard transitioning from full-time office work to being like, you know, there's that, there's that old saying like, you know, at some point in time, you're going to be the last time you put down your child when you pick them up. Right. So oh, like, was yeah, that yeah. ever, did it ever like think to you and you're like, this might be the last time I go to work. Now you did work like a part-time job. I'm not even going to mention the business cause it's kind of shitty, but <laughs> you, uh, I'm I'm grateful for that job though, though. Yeah, and a friend actually got me that job. That's a good was, save. <laughs> yes. No, I mean it. It was and it was it was good. It get me back in the workforce. But you know what I've learned? I've learned that I, and again, this is thanks to your dad. Um, you know, he is has always been such a good provider that I've never had. I've never had to to work. I mean, I, I've. I've, I've had jobs where I've contributed and, you know, I've saved money and things like that and, uh, you know, made goals and, okay, this is money is going to go towards this and whatever. But I've, it's never been like make or break, like, oh, my gosh, Tina, you've, you've got to do or else we're not going to be able to make the house payment or a car payment or blah, blah, blah. So it's like I'm, I find it hard, especially after all these years, to have like a set schedule. I'm like my own schedule. I'm kind of like, you know what, if I feel like waking up at 4:30 a.m., I do. I now, you know, now I go get up at 4:30, I go to the gym at 5, and even then, it's not a set schedule. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not going to a class. It's like the idea of being somewhere specifically at certain time. I'm like a free spirit. So I'm just kind of like, you know what, if I feel like rolling in at 5 a.m., fine. If I want to roll in at 9, I will roll in on. If 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 the idea of getting a job and having to punch a clock I, that's like nails on a chalkboard to me. So, I mean, I, I, I know that sounds lame, but it's for after all these years, I've not, had to do, I've not had to do it. I've had my own schedule, you know, and I was always lucky with you kids because you kids pretty much, you had good sleep schedules when you were babies, you know, and, and I didn't have that craziness like, oh, my gosh, sleepless nights. I mean, yes, there were some, but I, I've, been, I've been fortunate. So it's kind of like I'm like my own I'm like my own boss. Okay. I don't answer to anybody, but, but me, no. What do you say then to people, because we live in such a judgmental, stupid world, what do you say then to people that like semi scoff at that? Like, you're just, you get to stay at home. It's so nice. It's so nice to stay at home. And you, I'm sure, I'm sure some people say that, you know, I know. know. So then what do you say to them? Just like, shut up. I, it, it is, it's, it's like a battle, you know, cause I, I, I mentioned this the other day, Tommy, sometimes Tommy, your, your dear brother, um, you know, Hey mom, you know, you should, let's gaslight him. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should get a job. You could go work at a bank. You can get a job, do this. You can, you know, whatever you can come and work at, you know, where I work and be a receptionist or whatever. I'm just like, I don't need to, Yeah, I, I don't need to. And then first of all, I never, I never pursued a career, so I don't have mm-hmm. a college uh, degree behind me. So I'm 52. Who is going to hire a 52-year-old with no college education to do anything? Because apparently you have to have a college education to do anything these days. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't need to, to go down that road. Um, but all the things that, and not to pat myself on the back, but I will, all the things that I do at home, mm-hmm. 
you know, and I think a lot of women, you know, and, and they have careers and that, that's, a, that's amazing. And if you, that's the road that you want to go, but there's always, there's always, um, a price to pay. Um, whether it's like your mental health, your physical health, um, and even, even monetary. So many times people look at the monetary and they think, okay, we're going to, we're going to budget, you know, off of, you know, my career and my husband's career. Well, what happens when you've got kids? Well, all of a sudden, you know, uh, you need to accommodate for daycare. Mm-hmm. You kids were never in daycare. Yeah. I mean, there was a time maybe for a couple of weeks that, uh, we put you in, we, a friends of ours had a, you know, a daycare. I don't even count that. They were basically helping, you know, doing us a favor. And I don't even remember why you were in the daycare for anyway, but you know, you guys, you were home with me. We didn't have to pay, a, you know, some ridiculous you yeah. know, daycare fees. Um, I'm the one that did all the, you know, the errands, doctor's appointments, you know, yard work. I still do the yard work. I'm here for the appointments. You know, you got the other, you know, the other day we had the pest control guy out, you know, the HVAC guy, you know, someone needs to be here. I, I if I was working, you know, who's, I have to what call off work just to, to show up here. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. A lot of women, I guess they, you know, I don't know. Do they, do they think of these things, you know, before they have a career and a house and responsibilities? I mean, it's, 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 it's nice sometimes. Sometimes it's lonely because, you know, I'm not, I'm not like your typical soccer mom that has like, you know, the luncheons and the teas or whatever it is that they get together. I, I don't really have that. I don't have anybody like that that I can, you know, get together with. But I'm by myself. I keep myself busy. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I, you know, or more than a couple of years ago, I guess it's been about 10 years ago, I decided to work on, you know, me, my own health, I guess, because, you know, for so long, I put that off. Um, you know, there's one, you know, some days you, you, you wake up and you realize, oh my gosh, you know, I'm in my 30s or in my 40s, and now I'm in my 50s. So I take care of myself, at least I try. Okay. So, well, let's, uh, I, I want to take, there's several, I could branch off so many you know. different spots there. So I'm going to branch first, because I remember, you were talking about basically being the manager and the manager of the house. Like, and what, what is that wor- worth on like a cost efficiency? Right. Cause people, they, they, a lot of people think about, Oh, I can bring in an extra 50,000, but how much then are you spending on the other things that you talked about? Like, I remember there was a statistic. Um, I don't know if it was right, but I just remember reading it. It was, um, essentially it costs $30,000 a year. Or is it thirty thousand dollars for per? I think it's a per kid or something like that, just for daycare. Thirty. It's not not a year. Thirty thousand dollars per oh, kid. That. So like, if you're bringing in, let's say you did the part time job and you're bringing mm-hmm. in twenty thousand dollars a year, on top of the thirty thousand dollars that it costs over the course of whatever time span and then you add in the fact that you're probably going to have to go pick that kid up at some point because mm-hmm. they're sick and mm-hmm. all that. Is it worth it? Well, that's the thing. That's yeah. that's exactly what it is. And and yeah, I mean, daycare can be as much as you know. If um, you live that life, yeah, more it, kudos to you. Yeah, and if you can do it and you don't mind it, or it, but yeah, daycare can be very expensive. It's mm-hmm. like it's like paying for school. Um, yeah. you know, private private school. Thank God so, for public school. Yeah, I know. You guys were lucky too with that. I know your grandparents didn't like the fact that you went to public school, but yay for Western Alamance. No, anyway. Um <laughs> so anyway, I it there there is. There's definitely a price um to pay. Um, you know, I I I would I would say, you know, to women, um, you know, to to just to think about, think about what you, you know, you, you could be giving up to, like even like the small, small little, uh, the things that everyday things that your kids do. I mean, you know, you always watch, you know, sometimes you'll watch these movies, you know, and it's like, you know, the working parents or working mom is like, oh, you know, I missed the, you know, their, their first like, you know, walk or first steps or, you know, this and that, or their first word or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, but that, but that's like, that, that can happen. That's real, you know, um, uh, but I, I was, 
I was there for all of that because you guys were home with me. Oh, we know. So, so. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm going to jump then because you ended the, the last bit on uh, kind of you self-improving yourself. And I think, honestly, I, you, I think you would put it in the box of more physical fitness. Most people who know you now, they think about your physical prowess, right? It's like, oh, there's Tina. She just does, she's been doing burpees and muscle-ups for her entire life. But, no, we've known you. I've known you for 20-some, almost 30 years. Um, that's not the case. But as far as like uh, involvement and self-improvement, I think you had two different chapters. One was, and anyone that kind of wants to get mad about this, you can just, whatever. But you you jumped in the political atmosphere as far as a, uh, as far as like a branch out of the house. Because we, I was in high school, Trey was coming into high school, and Tommy was just Tommy. I think, I don't know where what he was doing. But that essentially was your your jump into, you know, getting involved outside of the house. And then from there, the second chapter would be physical fitness. Now we don't know what your third chapter is going to be, but what was the, what was the jump to political for you? Cause you were heavy into it. I, it's so much now. Yeah. Um, when we were up in Ohio, not so much, I mean, outside of, you know, going to vote, whatever, but, um, I, for whatever reason, I took the opportunity when we moved down here, I wanted to get involved in local politics. Um, I guess, you know, try and pick up, you know, kind of be like my, my dad, your grandpa, um, who is a, you know, retired Pennsylvania state legislature. Um, and I always thought that was cool. And I was never, I never really paid much attention, you know, as a kid, you know, when I was in high school, because that's, I think his first year was either my 11th or 12th grade year and like I said I was like eh, politics was boring I hated history class never paid attention to like kind of stuff so you know obviously raising you guys up in Ohio um you know and being away from my parents I kind of it, it didn't really you know I, I didn't really want to get involved then but for some reason down here it was a new start um and I remember um having asking my dad having this conversation I was like what's the best way and he was like well get involved in your local you know party uh you know affiliation like the groups and stuff so I mm -hmm. remember calling you know the Alamance County um you know chair at, at that time the um yes it was Republican Anyway, um, <laughs> you can say Republican. Okay, well, there's only two parties in this country. I know. So anyway, I, I called <laughs> I, I called the Alamance County Republican. Uh, I guess he was the chairman of the party at the time, and um, I started going to the the meetings basically. Mm -hmm. So that was in we moved down here in 2007, and I guess it was probably yeah about that year later on that year, and because we were gearing up for the 2008 election. Mm -hmm. Before I knew it, I was heavily involved. I mean, I say heavily because it was more than I ever was, um, you know, in the local county chapter. And we started a women's group. And that's where I actually, I was the very first time the Alamance um, Republican Women's Group was formed. Um, and I served as a secretary um, for that for a couple years. And um, so, yeah, then I got involved in the local tea party in Alamance County, that was probably around 2010, I guess. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I got burnt out, I guess you could say. Because it's funny because back then I wanted to talk about politics. It was all about politics, politics, politics. At the dinner table and you guys were just like, oh, my God, Mom, please, enough already. We don't really care. And um, Well, let's take a pause there because yeah. <laughs> you, you talk about – how we have been, I mean, because that was around me in high school. Yeah. You're talking about how you got lucky with us. I mean, we have, you know, some would disagree, but I think we, we have a pretty good wraparound now because of, well, starting with grandpa's background in politics. Anyone that knows us, we're having some sort of political discussion, <laughs> usually very cordially. And, uh, and then it just, it wrapped around. So as far as, you know, 
what bled into us as kids. You know, it, it was just, you know, you, it was an environment, it was a more mature environment around here. It's funny because, you know, most, we always joke about what most families talk about. It's like, well, how would you do it at the soccer game? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we rarely talked about our sports endeavors. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, me and Trey were pretty proficient swimmers yeah. at the time. So I mean, that was never the talk. Mm-hmm. It was always like big picture stuff. Now, some could argue like that's, you know, that's almost poisoning your brain, <laughs> especially for kids. But I would say the how we were raised, especially as we got older, was in a definitely a more mature atmosphere because your involvement. Yeah. I mean, my involvement, I guess, in the local party. And um, it, it got me introduced to a lot of, you know, your local leaders, too. Um, and, you know, I got to know, know people in the community. Um, and, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's important to know who your, your representatives are, you know, um, and the people that, you know, make these laws, whether it's, you know, in your, in your county, your state. Um, and again, I, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed that cause I wanted to make a difference. You know, we would go to rallies and I remember this particular back, I guess, I guess it was, yeah, it was in 2008. Um, there was a huge uh, rally for Sarah Palin, and it was over there in Elon. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was just tons and tons of people, and it was really, you know, it was really cool and everything. And But, you know, it was back in the days where I was, like, kind of, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed thinking, oh, yeah, you know, we can make a difference. And, you know, I remember, you know, talking to my dad about it, you know, and, you know, it's just like that, that enthusiasm, I guess, over the years, especially in the last like decade plus, whatever, just, just waned, you know, yeah. cause it's like, it does, it's, it's very draining. And it's sometimes, you know, we've, we've talked about this before. It's just politics. It's important, but it can also, uh, be, you can become obsessed with it. And I think at one point, you know, I guess I was a little bit and it's, it's funny because what I replaced that my obsession of politics, I, I replaced it with my, I guess you can call it an obsession with fitness. And, you know, that was, you know, I guess when we started our CrossFit endeavor. Do you think it has to do, this is, if I would make an excellent psychologist. (laughs) Do you think that has to do with the fact um, that through politics, you saw no change, no matter how much involvement you saw or how much involvement you partook in, but in fitness, you saw change the more involvement you took into it. I never thought of that. That's that's really wow, Tyler. You're missing your uh, missing your calling there. No, that's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> Put a mic in front of me. <laughs> that, that that's uh, that's interesting. But yeah, uh, yeah, it. Uh, I saw immediate, almost immediate results. You know, and I started, you know, with me. Of course, I won't go down that you know path of my whole transformation and that but um yeah i you know the more the more you do you know the more results you see um and it just seemed to me a little bit more rewarding but then of course you know i guess you know i've even evolved from then to kind of backing off a little bit and you know it's just like you're trying to it's like everything comes in waves you know you're trying to find your you know your niche in life you know I I thought that I wanted to be a personal trainer and help other people now what is it now and personal trainers aren't the catch word now what is it just like life coaches coaches. life coaches or whatever yeah just but I don't know it's not for me I mean not that I don't want to help people you know everybody wants to be an inspiring or whatever but I guess I just don't have the patience for that (laughs) but so then where do you see your next, because you've, you semi of like accomplished the fitness thing. I mean, what more can you, and you're not going to take steroids or anything. So like, what is the next? Well, technically I do take steroids from my, from my knee, but whatever. What is the next chapter? Cause this is a, this is an interesting uh, bit too. Cause you also, you talked about your mother at the end and I know you uh, significantly well. And I suffer from the same problem to where you don't want to be like your parents in a way, as much as in some factor of my brain, I don't want to be like my parents while we, 
like I say, this is like a master Uguay thing where <laughs> the more you try to push away from something, the more you become the thing. Yeah. So do what, what is it that, that you see going forward? Cause you make this reference that you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, like retire. You don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. So what's the next thing? Um, I, I don't, I don't it's know. a difficult question. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, with the job interview, where do you see yourself in five years? You don't know. What would you like to do? I, it's funny up until last year, 2020, I, my focus was, had, had been on travel, you know, like I had always wanted to do, you know, go abroad just to visit, um, different places I want to go. Cause I really like, I really like, you know, your dad and I try to, you know, go different places, <clears throat> and the the idea, like I said, of, of being to experience. And then 2020 happened, and it's like, oh, well, you know, everything's shut down. And now, you know, um, you know, you're not able to still go back and, you know, travel. I'm not sure how the air travel is if you're not vaccinated or whatever the rules are anymore. But so I don't know. I mean, I'd still like to travel. I want to be able to do things, you know, experience things. I mean, like I said, I'm 52 years old. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to retire and sit in a house and, you know, toil in a garden and just, you know, you know, be into myself. I want to, I want to experience things, you know, you kids, you know, the only one that we have at home is, is Tommy and, you know, he's not going to last forever. So it's just like, and he, and, and he. What does that mean? He's not going to. He's going to expire. He's not going to, he's not going to be here <laughs> in the house forever is what I meant to say. <laughs> Just Thanos snapped away. He's gone. Um, No, I mean, it, it, and he, he's, you know, he's a, an adult. So he doesn't need us around. Yeah. He can certainly take care of things if we go away it's not like I have little children at home or you know and we don't even have pets that I have to take care of or anything like that so I, I'd like to be able to just go yeah. and experience things so we'll, we'll see in this new world of you know post-covid how that how that plays out for me I don't know so um but I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what you know, the new chapter again I I, I still like to be be fit you know there's certainly hobbies i like to take up you know i miss playing the piano um and you know doing things like that maybe take up painting i guess there was a time a short brief time last year i was painting rocks which is hilarious because my aunt jenny my late aunt jenny would do that so she would she would do things you know yeah so maybe maybe the next venture is into the arts maybe maybe some sort of uh maybe you could start writing well it's funny you say that um i thought i wanted to write too a couple years ago when we had i had my blog um because i like writing i always like writing you guys would always get on my case you know like because i like texting and of course you know you text mom and mom like writes a a book you know in in their their group message (laughs) yes and there was like oh my gosh i didn't read all that but no i like writing um but and I I've gotten away from that over the last year and a half. So I that's something I can yeah start like a little journal, put it under your mattress. Yeah, just yeah. make sure no one reads it. Yeah. <laughs> so there was um because I have to stay on uh, par with the Mother's Day theme. So there was like a couple Mother's Day questions I'm going to ask, but I think I'm going to ask these knowing how weird they are, especially with you know, our relationship, because again, you're not like, you're not like the stereotypical mom. And I'll tell some stories. Like I remember lot, you locking us out of the house as kids. Oh, that was at Tranquil. That was at Tranquil. Yeah. You were like, stay outside. Cause you, you were cleaning. You were, you were, you were managing the house. You didn't want us anywhere. (laughs) Go forth children. Yeah. You would lock the garage. <laughs> or we were allowed in the garage. You were allowed in the garage. Nowhere else. Yeah, because it was like a revolving door. Yeah. 
So anyway, I just think it's just gonna be funny because uh, these are these are Mother's Day. Quite, I literally looked up questions to ask your mother on Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and what are you most proud of as a mom? Um, you can say nothing. Well, I mean, I most proud of as a mom. That's kind of a you know. I mean, I'm 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 proud of I'm proud of you boys, all three of you. So generic. Uh, no, I, that, I know that sounds generic, and it sounds you know, oh, it's so sappy, which is unlike me. I'm not a sappy person. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Navy SEAL. Um, you would have been good in the military, other than obeying orders. Yeah, I don't do well with orders. Um, no, I, I. Gosh, I don't know. Proud of as a mom. I mean, you, you get all these, you know, you ask your general soccer mom, which I'm not a soccer mom. I never was. Um, oh, my kids, you know, it's their all straight A students. You never idolized blah, blah, blah. your kids. No, and it, well, and that sounds terrible. It doesn't but. sound terrible, though, because it's like you guys were never the ones to put, uh, like, the my child is a subpar student on uh, at school. He's in the honors. You know what's funny? Is we, you got, what was it? The that was the year. old stick figure families. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what that was. You, I remember, was this in, at Xenia when you played, you had a soccer team that you played on and you guys were horrible. Your team was absolutely, I think you were dead last. All the time. And you Montgomery. got, you, is that what it was? It was the Montgomery and remember something. you got, you got a, a trophy. trophy. And, and you were, I think, you know, you were kind of like perplexed, like, why did I get this trophy? And we were just like, yeah, why in the world? It was a four foot tall trophy. It was a huge It was trophy. huge. I think I was exaggerating. It was at least two feet yeah, tall. Yeah, it was a big trophy for being dead last. And it was so ridiculous. I remember telling you, and I guess, I, I, I sometimes I wonder if we like deflated your, you know, I don't want to say ego, but you're, it's like maybe we depressed you. You know, the fact that you didn't really earn that. This is silly that you got a trophy, but you, I, you, you soon realized that, yeah, that was like a joke that for you to be last and your whole team gets this trophy for being last. But we, we, we called, we called stuff like that. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. it's like we would say that's silly for you to get. A that trip. played out very well in high school. Let me tell you what, because that's the same ideology I think I took when I was like, C's get degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a joke. <laughs> We're going to get a trophy at the end of this anyway. I, I mean, again, I was, I was proud of you guys in, in high school that you, you, especially you, you spoke up. I mean, your mouth might have gotten you in trouble with a few teachers. I don't know, but, um, but you were able, you spoke your mind. You, you didn't, you know, you disagreed, you spoke about it, you know, same with Trey and, you know, Tommy, I guess, to a point when he was in school. But, um, (laughs) um, (laughs) no, I, I, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you boys. You know, you've turned out to be good young men. Nice. So. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm not, the funny thing about that is, is that you obviously, that, that you've obviously done, you know, you, you obviously are um, good kids, good, good boys. And we've done, your dad and I have done, I guess, halfway decent job of raising you because we get other people that tell us this, you know, there's several people that, we would run into and I was like, oh, I, I saw your son uh, out and about. Or I, when you guys worked at the lifeguard up at the pool, there were so many people that loved you in this neighborhood, you know, and, you know, when you had your part-time jobs, whether, you know, in the area and they would come into the shop and, they, oh, I ran into Tyler and he is such a wonderful person. You know, Trey, is, he's a, he's a, such a good young man. And Which was always funny to you because you would see the bad side of us sometimes. Oh, I and know. And you'd be like, what the? kind of kids are out there if this is the best ones (laughs) especially when you guys all three of you worked at the neighborhood pool and i swear if any job brings out the worst in people it's probably the being a lifeguard at the pool in this neighborhood but you guys 
you guys were always, and I would get people that would say, your, your, your boys, we love your boys. We love your boys when they work at the pool. And I'd be like, what? You know, they were, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't hear them when they would come home and they'd complain about all you people (laughs) up here. (laughs) But no. We learned to hide our emotions. (laughs) Oh God. I would love to know what a psychiatrist what a psychiatrist would say about us. I don't know. Well, that's good. That's well, that's that's always been funny to you though. Like I said, it's um to get compliments about your boys when you would see us in like real time and then the question would be like how bad are the other kids? I know. It's kind of like my mom. I never forget my mom telling me one time. It was back years ago before I, you know, left home and uh she would say, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you and your brothers, you know? And I'd be like, well, why mom? She's like, well, because you know, you're, you know, you're, you're not in jail and you, you don't do drugs. And there was like something else. I was like, wow, that's, you know, the standard was societal standards so high. (laughs) Thanks mom. Did you murder someone today? (laughs) Good job. You did it. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to find another, uh, Oh, goodness. What was the... They're all like the same questions. That's what I hate about these Mother's Day questions. They're all basically the same thing. And I was looking through them, and they're basically like, what do you want... They're basically the, the general thesis was, uh, what what are some positive things you want your mom to say about you? Because it basically all the questions were basically along the lines of like, you wouldn't be a mother without me. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. So as opposed to me congratulating you and thanking you, it was like, ask your mom, what was the most rewarding thing about having me as a kid? And of course, I'm supposed to say, well, it was you, dear. You're the most rewarding thing that happened to me. I see why why you hate this holiday. (laughs) It's stupid. Well, yeah. I mean, and we're going to... You should be celebrating your mother every day. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I do try to call my mom at least every week, so... um. You have to keep that relationship going, but absolutely. Um, what was the most? What did you say? The most? Rewarding? I'm not even going to ask that because I it's I don't need to hear that. This is the trophy thing all over yeah. again. I don't yeah. need yeah. you to tell me all the positive. If anything, I'd be like, "What's wrong? <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> tell me." No, I I think I'd like to end this with a um, just a sincere thank you for all the work that you've done over the years. Uh, I think it's obviously, you know, on the outside, we're talking about the stay-at-home mom thing. I'm sure everyone looks at the dad as dad is better. Dad does a heavy bit of uh, work, and we'll do we'll cover that on a Father's Day. We're yeah, not yeah, yeah. we're not going to cover that here. But you have been a uh, very active member in my childhood. I've had a very good childhood because of you. I've had a very good adult life. I've had a good life based off of how you've reared me. You know, me and you butt heads a lot, and I think that has to do with the fact that we're probably so similar. But uh, yeah, I uh, I sincerely am grateful to have you as uh, my mother. Oh, that's really sweet, Tyler. So thank you. I love you. I I love you too. We don't say that often. No, we don't. And I'm not a. It sounds really. Bad, we never I, say that. We don't. I don't even. We don't know. even hug. Hardly, <laughs> hardly. Yeah, and I'm I'm not one. I'm not one. We're so to, like, strange. Say, we're so strange as a family. I don't, I don't say like the love you. I don't, I just don't, I just don't say that. But you know what? Maybe it's because that's basically the trophy thing. Yeah. Everyone just, you get an, I love you, but yeah. you, it only means something if you, because if I've been holding that, it's like gold. Yeah. I just, I just gave you the most precious thing. You haven't heard that. Yeah. I mean, if you say it all the time, I mean, that's it's what, worth that's nothing. Like, yeah. I mean, we have a currency in this. house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Um, no, I, I, it's it's been it's been interesting. It's it's hard to believe I've been a mom now for twenty nine years. It's crazy. Um, your dad and I celebrated our thirty years last October. That was crazy enough. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been quite a quite a journey, and I, I hope to be around like at least for my my goal was to be able to reach a hundred. So I swear. I need, you know, I will be around. You get a card from the president. Whoever that may be, I guess at the time. But Aliens. My nana, <laughs> my nana was 99. Her sister, 
Aunt Jenny was 99 too, wasn't she? I think they Yeah, you have there's a high level of uh longevity in and, the, your side of the family. And I your mom, your your grandma's mom, my mom, uh my mom mom, she was in her 90s as well. So yeah, they She was what, 94, 95? I don't remember. But I know she was she was up there. Long. Yes. Yeah. So I plan on being around. God, you just won't die. <laughs> uh, oh, here's a fun question. When uh, we have to pass you around, uh, whose house are you living in? Because uh, <laughs> I know you refuse to be in a uh, nursing home. I'm going to use this as evidence when the others try to put you in there. That is an interesting question. <laughs> um, I hope to you know, just be in my my own home I, I, I don't know i mean i i it's funny because i i want my parents to you know spend more time down here with us in north carolina because they're up in pa and you know it's funny now that i'm i'm the closest sibling now because my brothers you know your uncles yeah. are all over the place so i'm the closest one they have and they just you know they don't come down here for more than 36 hours so i would love for them to spend more time, but again, the older you get, you, know, you get set in your way. So I don't know if I'm going to get like that when I'm their age or not. We shall find out. So. Well, Mom, uh, this has been an awesome conversation. Hopefully, we'll do it again. Yeah, we're not going to wait like what? This is like what your second year into your podcast. This is 117 episodes in, or something like that. So I will be somewhere. Around if it means anything, I haven't talked to Dad since the beginning. No. I sparsed you out. I only, I only talked to my grandparents once on the podcast. That was a good podcast. Thanks. It's a good host. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you have anything to plug? Um, no. What do I have to plug? I don't know. Go to your Instagram. Do you want oh. clout? Yeah, my Instagram for the few people that care. Well, my account's private right now because I don't like people that you know okay. stalk me. But so never mind. T Smiley Gal. Is it one word or is there? Um, you know, I don't even remember. I think it's our underscore. Yeah. T smiley underscore gal. Yes, that's what it Got is. Got it. <laughs> well, mom, like I said, thanks for being on the pod. Thank uh, you. We will definitely do it again. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share with a friend. Subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Follow me on Instagram at Cooler Conversations. This podcast is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. Oh, also, happy Mother's Day to everybody. This is Cooler Conversations. Bye.